So how are you feeling? Like physically or emotionally? <laughs> like emotionally. Are you like, today's the big day? Uh, right, yeah, I think right now I'm too sleepy to feel really overwhelmed with emotion. Last night I, I was starting to feel kind of anxious. And it's such an open question what's actually going to happen there. In our last episode, we met Kane Lynch, who checked his spam folder and found a family. I suggest going back and listening to episode 3, but here's a quick recap. Between 1965 and 1969, a con man, whose name we are bleeping, lied his way across the country and fathered at least six children by four women, Leslie, Donna, Carol, and Tracy, and abandoned all of them. He moved away, changed his name, and pretended not to know any of them. Through research, DNA tests, public record searches, phone calls, emails, and Facebook messages, they found each other. And all of these other women and half-siblings put aside their differences and became a new family. They traveled from all over the country to meet, and maybe, just maybe, find the man. The first part was such a huge success that they realized the second part didn't matter. Hi. Good. How are you? Sleepy, but good. I know, me too. And I have to pee. But this audio isn't from that first meeting. Hi, I'm Avery. Hi, you're, you're Avery. Oh, yeah. I'm Donna. I'm woman number two between wife number one and wife number two. Because a year later, they all made the trip again. And this time, they planned in advance. They had learned that the man was working as a preacher, and they were taking the boat to attend his services. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. Crazy. But it turns out, they weren't the only ones on the boat. He's on the He's getting on the boat right now. At the very last second, the mysterious missing man they had searched for for decades boarded the boat. He walked out there. He's here, yeah. Don't, 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 don't be gogging. Well, that's the first time I've seen him in over 45 years. It's um, an odd feeling. I, I don't know what word actually describes it. It's, it's a little bit of terror. The emotions are coming back. I have the memories, but the feelings that go with the memories aren't there. It's like reading a book, but actually seeing him, it's the memory and the emotion, and it's like, Oh, crap. Yeah, maybe we should just quarter him on the boat. Everyone wanted to know if he would finally admit who he was and what he'd done, but they weren't going to quarter him on the boat, because this family had a plan. Avery Truffleman, who you may know from Snap Judgment, 99% Invisible, and Articles of Interest, was there recording every Shakespearean twist and turn. And we get to listen in. Check my aim about to get rich fast. This prince will share his fortune if I front the little cash. And all these offers promise high return on my investment. If Elon wants my social, who am I to question? Enter in my credit card info when preparing to meet up with all these hot singles in my area. But first I'll send this email, cause if not then I will probably disappoint the nice recruitment guy from the Illuminati. If I, if I met him now, I would never give him a second look. He did not age well. While the man was on one side of the boat, the family strategized on the other. I would at the very least like to make him extremely uncomfortable. That, that would make me feel like we've made the first step. To be able to just have to acknowledge what he's done to so many people and that we know who he is and that he just can't get away with it again. Oh, I'm happy to talk to him. I don't have any problem confronting him directly. I don't want to physically hurt him, but I would like to go up and say, you know, this is who we are and why we're here. We're here to make you really uncomfortable because you 
led a trail of destruction all your life, lies and destruction. The women seem to be having a lot of fun. It's not, yeah, I am having fun with it because, I mean, we've gone through all of the stages of, and to have to go through all of that anguish for years and never got a penny of child support, never, and now it's like I don't need anything from him. So now I want to put something back on him. I want him to be uncomfortable. I want him to struggle. Justice. Justice. Yeah. Justice can be fun. <laughs> Eventually, they settled on an idea. We need someone to stand up and say in the middle of his service. So what would you say about a man who has had six children and never supported any of them, abandoned them and their mothers? What would you say about that man? Joe had also studied for the ministry, so conveniently, he knew a Bible story a lot like that. What strikes me he's going to have is, as a preacher, he knows the story of uh, David. He had uh, supposed to be a good friend and one of his generals, and David got hot for his wife. And so he instructed the other troops to withdraw so that this guy, I think Uriah, was killed in battle so that he could take Uriah for for himself and a prophet named Nathan came to David and he tells him a sort of a, an allegorical story where the same thing's happening but he said bring me that guy and I will have him punished immediately and, and Nathan points out and says in, in King James Version I love it thou art the man and David collapses you know, so he's, he's going to have his thou art the man moment the pressure caught up to some of the members and not everyone wanted to go inside yes. oh here we are are we going in? We're, I'm not going in. Where's my mom? Oh, you not going in? I'm not going in. I'm not going in. Oh, no, don't. No, I can't. I can't. Welcome to my mother. I can't. I can't. What's going to happen? I'm going to have a moment of Tourette's, and it's all going to be over. And I will be supporting you through every word I that comes out of your I mouth. I understand. You have but so I might much break and support. I might. Like no, it won't be. It, it might just be a whole bunch of crazy. And I think Good. you already got that that uh, market covered. We can do so a whole I'm... bunch of crazy, it's okay. No. Soon they're outside the church, or rather they're outside the bank that rented lobby space for church services on Sundays. Somebody will. I'll help you. Okay. No need for you to do it. Good. You got Bibles? With the King James Version? New King James. New King. Oh. I'm kind of an old King James man, but I'll go for the rest. <laughs> you like Shakespeare. <laughs> this was him, at long last, and he had no idea how Shakespearean it was about to get. Is it okay if I remember the sermon? Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Steve Allen used to say, everybody looks good on radio. <laughs> Uh, many years ago, he invited me to lunch. Good, crazy guy, man. Okay, crazy. Okay. As the man name dropped celebrities, the family was waiting for their chance to enact their plan to bring up the story of King David so that they could make their "Thou art the man" moment happen. But they didn't need to wait long because soon the man introduced the topic for the day's sermon. And another crazy guy, very much like Steve Allen, a, a Renaissance man, King David. Without knowing it, the man had jumped right into it. David is the biggest sinner in the Bible. There probably isn't a sin except the internet pornography that King David wasn't into. Okay, we know he committed adultery. Next to Eli the high priest, he was the worst parent in the Bible. But Jesus still said, 
that David was a man after God's own heart. Wait a minute, the biggest sinner in the Bible? How can that possibly be? Because every time he sinned, he fell down on his face and asked the Lord for forgiveness. Is it appropriate to ask questions or Absolutely, absolutely. This is a fully interactive, think of me as your internet preacher and I'm just, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. Okay. a little icon you click uh, on to ask. Icon. So just click here on the icon and ask your question. <laughs> I have a lot of questions, but I don't, I don't want to take things away from the this central message. This is the just, appropriate place to do it. The Because uh, uh, what you're saying now is about David by any normal moral standard is like a, like a really terrible human being. Oh, he was. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, you, but you said he asked uh, for forgiveness, forgiveness. every, every time. And it took a confrontation, didn't it? I mean, he had to be confronted by Nathan. Nathan, yeah, You're absolutely That's right. Hey, you got a bell for that? Yeah. That was good. That's a good Thank one. Thank you. Uh, I, I want my reward in heaven, however. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, so he, he's confronted with yeah. like the sins of his Literally past. Literally slapped in the face. Yeah. The great line where this is why I, I do like the King James Shakespearean, though it sure. may be, and That's he okay. points his finger and he says, "Thou art the man." Okay? Yeah. And he tells the a little metaphor. Yeah. And then the repentance comes then. Right. Okay, and the one thing David has was conviction. Okay? You sin, and what happens? A uh, you exaggerated a little bit on that phone call. Call him back. I go, okay. Dial, dial, dial. Or dee 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 dee. Transgressed against someone, do you ever have to? Let them know that you have... If you did, yes, you're under obligation if, to ask them for forgiveness. And then the next question is, if, if it doesn't occur to you to just volunteer, yeah, how would you ask them? Do you just say, are you sorry that you did this? Are you sorry? And then they answer, yes, I am, or no, I'm not. Yeah, that's what you've got to do, okay? If they don't come to you for forgiveness, all right, okay? And if you transgress against them, you have to go to them and you have to ask for forgiveness. Okay? You're obligated to at least try. The service was coming to an end, and while the sermon seemed to have been entirely about the reason they came and the Thou Art the Man moment had happened, the man still had no idea who any of these people were or why they had come. But then, it happened. Can I give you my card? Oh, yeah, card? absolutely. I know you. We talked, on the, we talked through email. Yes. Regarding possibly having a common father. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's that's your the your I you're that. am he. I'm his son. <laughs> yeah, this is my son. Ken. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so Ken. I may be your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There may be more relationship connections here. Okay. You're the father of my daughter. Really? And you're the father of my son. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yes, it is. Well, that's good. San Diego when you were a police officer. I had a long, long time ago. It's been a long time. She sent her regards. Okay. Her name is Susan. Okay. I don't recall. I knew you wouldn't. But that's before I was saved. It's closure for us. It is not, it wasn't meant to be confrontational. Sure. There are more of us. Carol is here also. What did you guys do? Have a convention or something? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. huh? I started with some DNA research and uh, 
Oh, okay. I'm a sinner, just like you guys. The only difference is, is I'm your coach, right, right here. I'm a coach. The problem was, is that three and a half years ago, I was recovering from cancer, and I literally was miraculously saved. And then my wife got laid off, and we moved off the island. That was three and a half years ago. And in San Diego, I was the car hop from Imperial Beach. I did not expect you to remember me at all because it was not You're very a, memorable. <laughs> I would remember you. <laughs> Perhaps if I looked like I did then, yeah, I, w I was something then. Now I, I'm did you wear hot pants and have roller skates? No, Oscar's had the red cowboy hat. I know, because talked, we talked about that, Oscar's having the red cowboy hat. Yeah, I had the red cowboy hat, and I think of the six kids that I know of and know that they are all above average, exceedingly successful at their chosen fields. You've got uh, uh, a radio talk show host, an oil company executive, you have an artist. You should be proud, and I, I, I feel very sad and very um, really sorry for you because you have missed a wonderful bunch of people watching these people grow up and mm -hmm. become successful. You are a grandfather and a great-grandfather. Oh, great. Yeah, that's what I I needed to hear that. <laughs> but, uh, Did you record that? Well, yes. good. Well, we're going to have a big Christmas this year. <laughs> I better start saving up. <laughs> it, on some level, because of how our children turned out, thank you. There's no bank robbers or serial killers in there? Oh, um, thank God. Your kids have had some pretty wonderful... We may have not made a wise choice being with you, but we made wise choices in the fathers who raised our children. You should talk, Rob. Yeah. Excuse me. Mr. Ten-Year Divorce. I'm the so why does that make me, the godfather? Well, I'm not sure. That's not the word. <laughs> it may be more accurate, it's a lot more descriptive. Uh, how old are you? I'm 44. I'll be 45 in October. I'm trying to figure out who I am. I'm still. No idea who I am, right? No. Monaco, Virginia. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> really? I oh. was Chris Burns back then. I don't know. Come here. Really? <laughs> 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 Last time you saw him, he was sitting in an infant seat on the couch. In the trailer. In the trailer. All right. That's right. Remember. See? See? They wrapped up the service, and the man actually asked them to hang out. Normally, I'm on the one o'clock boat. You guys want to hang out for a, a little while? Can, can you join us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll take the 345. I'll call and say that I'm on the 345 boat. Is that all you're going to tell her? I'm going to tell her everything. He soon had the chance to prove it. Hello, hi, honey. Um, I'm going to be on the 205 boat, so I won't be in until until 3:20. Well, you'll you'll find out you'll find out why. I had some very special visitors from my past showed up. And by the way, remember Joe, Joe Lynch? Well, he's here, and and several others. And uh, so anyway, he's really my brother. 
So we'll talk when I get home, okay? Okay. Bye, honey. And another. Hello. I'll, I'll tell you about it when I get home, honey. Okay? This is kind of traumatic, all right? Because they all showed up in church. Yes, I was shocked, honey. Can we talk about this when I get home? They're all laughing at me. Sorry. Okay. Since my mother died, that's what precipitated all this when my mom died. So it got everybody, you know, interested in everybody. Okay, so I'll see you when I see you, when I see you okay? Okay, bye. With that, they broke bread and buffalo wings. Give me a Diet Pepsi right now. These guys, are, now they have great buffalo wings, they have great sandwiches, and of course pizza, and the day-old spaghetti, Mamma Mia's day-old spaghetti is to die for. <laughs> but something else was on his mind. Nothing like being sandbagged, you know, on a Sunday morning, you know, but that's, yeah. a, that's actually the I, I apologize for that that's a bit, you know. Place. You know, nobody, I, I don't think anybody wanted to, like, make a scene, or I didn't, I certainly, I don't think anyone wanted to make you uh, uncomfortable or disrupt the service, you know? Well, it's nice to have family. <laughs> okay. You know? I didn't have any. My own brother, Chris, doesn't talk to me. I haven't talked to him in 30 years. You know, so I have more of a relationship with you guys than I have with my real brother from my real mother. You know, and you go to Christmas, and we're with her family at Christmas, and I'm like the odd man out. I'm just sitting there. Father's Day, I don't get a Father's Day card from anybody. Mother's Day, I don't get a Mother's Day card from anybody. I mean, it's the... Nobody reacted? <laughs> Aren't you guys listening? <laughs> Shecky Green used to say, you know, I know you're out there, I can hear you breathing. But family relationships, he explained, were not what he was focusing on. So I, had a very, I had a very colorful, colorful life. I'm just following what God says to the best of my ability and preparing myself to pass from this life into the next. Because it's between him and me. You know, none of you guys are going to be there. And I won't be there for you guys either. But, you know, so it's a one-on-one -on -one relationship. And that's all I'm concentrating on right now. And it's good. He couldn't turn off the charm. I, I don't know what you look like without your without your headphones, but you're probably very cute. <laughs> Not very different. I just have ears. You know. And your mom is still cute. Yeah, my mom has always been very good looking. You look like you're on Fox News. That's across the street from me. Really? Yes, I see Shep Smith and the so Wendy's doing, sometimes. You're doing a radio show yourself? Yeah, I work for SiriusXM in New York. You do? Yeah. I listen to Sirius Radio every night. Channel 114, Fox News. So what show, which show is yours? Uh, I do the show with a woman named Romaine. It's hysteric and Romaine. It's really dirty, though, so... There is that. You won't enjoy listening to it. But we have a good time. appropriate for you a few years ago, but not now. <laughs> I want you going to hell. Uh, uh, I, I would worry more about my co-host, but all right. And then it was time to go. It's, it is like a funhouse mirror being here because it's very upsetting. Listen, I have to go, you guys, because I have to walk up to, the, uh, walk up to the place, and it takes about 15 minutes to get there, and then I have to get my ticket book done. But it was a real pleasure. May I walk with you for a spell? Sure. I'll walk quickly. Yeah, you got questions you want to ask? Yeah, just a few quick ones. Oh, isn't that lovely? I just wanted to ask because our conversation, you seem like such an admirer and proponent of strong women. You know, all of these, all of these mothers who I've gotten to meet over the past few days have been these really amazing, amazing people. Um, I have to say, you really knew how to, how to pick them. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, of course, I can't help but I don't know so much about the redhead. But that's... <laughs> <laughs> okay.
okay? But yeah, I was just wondering if um, how much you knew about your children and how much... I didn't. Uh, I haven't had any contact, and this is the first contact that any of them have tried to make with me. Well, I guess so. the, the main question that a lot of the women have been wondering about is um, they're wondering if there might be any more to the family. Do you think that's at all possible? No. It's just the... And secondly, even if I, if I were, I'm not going to answer that question because this is all, this is all personal. Other than that, what you heard today is what you heard. I mean, they said it in a public forum there in church, and you're free to record that. But if you're going to ask me anything else about my private life, uh, I'd rather not discuss it. I'll discuss it with them, but not with you on a recorder. But anyway, I'll, I'll let you get on with your... Okay, you don't have to walk all the way down there. Yeah, but thank you so much. It was a pleasure to That's meet okay. you. That's okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. After he was gone, the moms processed what they'd seen. No, he never asked for forgiveness, redemption. His sermon was about forgiveness and redemption. After his pontificating, after all of that, he never once, not once, indicated by thought, word, or a wink of his eye that he had any remorse. There was none. He is not part of our life. He is not affecting our life. Even if he did say, I'm sorry, it wouldn't affect, change, or in any way cause our lives to be different. We have gone on. In, in our own way, we have all forgiven him. Not that we have forgotten. We will never, ever forget. But when there's nothing he can say that will affect our state of mind or our finances, it's over. We forgave him years ago. We just had to close it now. They'd moved on, but that doesn't mean his actions didn't still have lingering effects. You know, when we have a relationship with someone that's toxic, it leaves an effect on you. Like, like even now, you know, I'd love to be able to fall in love again. But, you know, it's always tainted a little bit by, is this person telling the truth? Yeah. You know, I, I want to do a background check on them, make sure they're telling the truth. With the confrontation and conversation over, the family regrouped. I want to know more about the emails and the things between the wife and he during the thing going on, the phone call. He told her, uh, I'm with my brother and his son and some other people. He said other people, not... Yeah, he said there was a whole and he bunch had, of other folks here. Yeah, and he, and he, and he had two, at least two opportunities. Hello. Well, that, that, that's why I want to press him in the finger. What, what does repentance mean? And that then, was, it said, how do you make this... You know, is it just saying, hey, I'm sorry, and it's all between me and God, and then and Donna and I in a different way are trying to say, yeah, but what about, you know, basically you screwed over some people. Do, do you make this right in some way? Oh, yeah, you you must, you have to, uh, you have to talk to them. You must say, yeah, 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 that's what you should do. But he didn't do it. He didn't say anything. You know, he said, hey, you know, he could have said to you, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I was never there for you. Could have sat at the table across, across from you. Could have said that. And then, and then and so I'm taking note of all this and his bullshit act, you know, and let me tell you a funny joke, and aren't you cute, and, you know, boy, you are handsome, and, you know, this is all this bullshit. That's true. That part was true. Yeah. So yeah. we have to just establish that there is a baseline of some truth. Yeah, there's obviously. some truth. There's yeah. some truth. <laughs> but he, but he, he's, he's, he's talking all this and yuck, 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 yuck to really perf- uh prevent I think any sort of penetrating thing and so it's just a way to keep running his mouth because the clock is running 
and pretty soon you go, hey, you know what, I gotta go. And he doesn't have to really talk or connect to anyone. Yeah, no, I really like... He's charming and he's convincing and, and he's, it's easy to... He, you want to believe him. He makes it sound so real and like honest and, and then you're like, wait, you said this and now you're saying this and that's, and that's when he does the misdirect. I, yeah, I can't believe it's, it because I thought it was like, oh, a happy ending. That's kind of nice. And then coming here, I feel like a, I feel like a total dupe. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's what we all did. We all fell for his story, and it was always. I mean, when he told me the story of his wife and children dying in a car train wreck, I mean, he was sobbing and how it destroyed his life and he didn't know if he'd ever get over it. I bought that story a hundred percent. That leaves us again with a strange ending to the story. It was not an ending. It's just a part of the story. The thing that frustrated me about it is I kind of fell for it. You know? Fell for what? Like when we were talking I was like, oh this is so sweet. They're making amends and like... No. No. (laughs) No. It's a show. It's a show. But no matter what happened with this man they'd come to find, These families had found one another. They came together. A year later, they came together again. And even if they never heard from the man again, in the years since this was recorded, they've stayed a family. And that's the best ending we could have. Hey, bring in here. One big goodbye. All right, everybody, mission accomplished. Thank you so much for following me on this adventure. I know we took a lot of twists and turns from our beginnings of a simple peek into an other messages folder. All of the audio for the story is recorded by Avery Truffleman. It was edited by me, Ryan Estrada. It was such an honor to dig through this mountain of audio to bring this long-lost piece of radio back to life and try and do it justice. Thank you to Avery for trusting me to do it. Thanks to Kane Lynch for bringing me the story. You can read Delicate Lies, his graphic novel about the situation, at kanelynch.com. You can listen to Derek Hartley's show at derekandromaine.com. Thanks to our other subjects, Leslie, Donna, Carol, Tracy, and Joe. Our theme song is by Rob the Universe. Thank you for listening to Unwanted Words. I know this was a couple serious ones, but we'll be back to weird nonsense next week. Don't worry. In the meantime, go check your spam. Here you are. philosophy in the seminary, so uh, are you one to put Descartes before the horse? Yeah. <laughs> Boom <Ba-dum-boom>. boom. <laughs> That's a philosophical joke. <laughs>